0: This hour of the Mark Daniels Show, we've been working on a new attitude about food. You can connect with my guests, Dr. Johnny Bowden and Dr. Linda Mintel from the Mark Daniels Show page at WFIL.com. You the word mindlessly, and that gets to my next question, because that's most of my eating is mindless. I still am struggling with thinking about, okay, when I sit at the table, that's when I eat, not when I sit in front of the TV. I just reach for something when I go through the kitchen. Oh, there's a jar of those Slim Fast bars. That's only 100 calories. I can have one of them, so I grab one and I keep walking. But you use the word mindful, mindfulness in this book time and again. And then you define it further, Christian mindfulness. Talk about that for a moment.
1: Well, mindfulness is a really big concept right now in health and wellness, and it, it does relate to quieting yourself, taking a moment, focusing on the moment, and really thinking about what you're doing. Now, in mindfulness in the health and wellness area where I, I am, I'm in a medical school, and I, I see a lot of mindfulness influence in, in medicine. And a lot of it, unfortunately, is Buddhist and it's Eastern religion driven. Mm. And in, in that type of mindfulness, n- people are asked to empty their minds, to, mm. to get to a place of nothingness, to get, get to a place where there's nothing at all. And this is supposed to reach some great quiet place and, and eventually take you to a state of nirvana. Mm. In, in the Christian thought, we are to fill our mind with the mind of Christ. And the more that we put on, as Scripture tells us, the mind of Christ, the more we have peace, we have contentment. It's that, it's that answer that Paul says that I can be content no matter what is going on in my life, that I can get to a place of, of perfect peace and rest in God, because the more we, we fill our minds with who God is, with the presence of God, the more we're able to come to that rest. So I'm talking about the type of mindfulness where we quiet ourselves down, we allow ourselves to be in touch with the presence of God in our life, and we actually stop and choose a path that is going to bring us to health and wholeness rather than just reacting impulsively to whatever is in front of us.
0: Aren't a lot of us trying to fill a spiritual hunger with whatever we can stick in our mouths?
1: that is that is such a good point and I, and i actually devoted a whole chapter to that because we really don't understand sometimes that we're walking around with a sense of what's why am i here what's my calling in life what's my purpose there's so many people that feel like there's just no meaning in life hopelessness discontent kind of like what's the big big picture here and that is really a spiritual craving To be connected to something bigger than who we are and that is really the yearning i believe that each of us has in our hearts for god and there are so many people walking around with that yearning who don't understand that that's a spiritual thing that's been placed in them by their very creator and what they're doing is they're filling that yearning up with food and they don't understand that so there's no connection between this type of real food is not going to nourish that spiritual hunger that's inside of me it's only going to be with god that i'm going to get that place filled
0: yeah it's pasteur's god-shaped hole and for me it's in my stomach unfortunately i'm i'm getting better though that's for sure well you had mentioned earlier about relationships as well and you have a chapter about that in this book relationships and eating and the relationship between the two can you talk about that
1: I'm a marriage and family therapist by training as well, and I have really, uh, really, uh, really influenced by how all of our relationships impact who we are and the way we function every day in our lives. And and as I was working with eating disorders, I, I wouldn't treat an eating disorder family without the whole family coming in because so much of the, the, the recovery or the transformation or, uh, that happens in, in the life of someone who moves out of an eating disorder is that they understand how to relate better with the people around them, with their intimate connections. And that's true in any of us. The more that we are intimate with other people the more we tend to get triggered by other people with some negativity sometimes so we get angry in a relationship and we grab food or we get hurt by something someone says and instead of confronting the hurt we go and we grab a donut or we're in an upsetting conversation and we feel inadequate based on that conversation or powerless um, over something that happens to us by some other person and we turn to food you know, for years, Mark, I treated um, people with sexual abuse, and there's a real common association of people that were sexually abused who felt very out of control in their lives and very powerless by what happened and turning to food as a friend so that when the abuse would happen, a lot of times little kids, um, adults would tell me when they were children, they would they would be sexually abused by a parent and then go to their bedrooms, after they were in their bedrooms, after the parent left, they would hide food under the bed and eat as a way to comfort them, because the food was always there, it made them feel good, it was a companion who would never leave them and who they could trust. Mm-hmm. And so our relationships can trigger our eating um, in ways that we don't even always recognize and we're conscious of
0: this is such a ministry, what you're offering through this book. I I think if people will sit down and read through this and think about how it applies to their lives, just the feeling a little bit better is going to flow into their their spiritual life, into their relationships with others, with their satisfaction with their jobs. I think you've done a a yeoman work here.
1: Well, thank you. And I I really want to help all of us because we, we all do that. Oh, why did I just eat that? I'm not hungry. I'm just you know, what is wrong with me? And I, I really want us to just get a grasp on that to to be able to use the type of Christian mindfulness where we stop, we think, and we choose a better way, and we can have some control over that, that eating that seems so out of control. And, and honestly, this is where most of us are. It's not about, you know, we know we're supposed to cut back in our eating, we know we're supposed to exercise, but we really need to understand how, how in some ways complicated eating is but how simple it is to make these changes and actually change the, the relationship that we have with food.
0: All right. The book is Press Pause Before You Eat. Say goodbye to mindless eating and hello to the joys of eating. And again, what a great job. Thanks for joining us, Linda.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Love to be on.
0: And I thank you for listening as well. I hope, like me, you have a new attitude about food, and that you'll check us out again next time right here on The Mark Daniels Show.